Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Now for our story. Only a few hours ago, Lisa Fenner had left Ben Calvert's luxurious home in Wakefield after pleading with Ben's daughter, Kit, for her baby son. But Kit needed convinced Lisa that she had no right to claim the child, that she'd relinquished her right to him. Walking blindly through the cold, windy dusk, Lisa had found herself on a bridge overlooking the river. In despair, she told herself there was no reason to go on. She'd forfeited her motherhood. She stood leaning on the railing, looking into the deep water which flowed past. Then suddenly there was a splintering of rotten wood. The next moments had been terrifying. The icy waters closing over her head, the instinctive struggle for air. Then the sensation of being pulled back to reality as Aunt Mary Lane's son, Randy, brought her to safety. Now she lies safe and warm in a bedroom of the Lane farm, with Aunt Mary sitting quietly beside her. A strange house and a woman she doesn't know. Lisa has just said... I was responsible for her life, and I failed. Responsible for her life, my dear? I don't think I understand. No. No, of course you don't. You couldn't. Well, perhaps I'd better go. You're tired. No. No, please don't leave me alone. I am tired. I've been alone so long. Of course, dear. If you're sure you want me to stay. Oh, I do. With you, I feel the way I felt when I was a child. My mother put me to bed because I'd caught a cold. I'm so glad. It all seems so far away now. Everything that happened. When I stood on that bridge, I, I was thinking about my life. And then when the railing broke, I... You mustn't feel that way anymore. I don't know. I've no right to be here. I don't belong. Yes, you do. We want you. And so you do belong. But then I... I never really belonged anywhere. Never had a real home. Never? But your mother and father... They died when I was 13. After that, I... I never lived in any one place very long. People looked after me the best they could, but seems to me now I was always lonely. But surely you've known some happiness. The only thing that ever made me happy was my dancing. Oh, so you're a dancer. Well, well. Yes. But I'm not a dancer now. Not anymore. You gave it up? Completely? Yes. I haven't danced since... since Lance went away. Lance? He was my husband. What do you mean he, uh, he went away? I lost him. He just left me. Went away. I see. But that was a long time ago. Well, it couldn't have been so very long. You were very young. And we were just kids when we got married. We thought we'd always be like that. Dancing, happy, going from place to place. Each new town was exciting. 
we did. We didn't mind the traveling, the dusty trains, the little hotels. As long as we had each other and people liked our dancing. Couldn't you keep it like that? What happened? We started to be more successful. We got engagements in swanky hotels and nightclubs and lives began to change. I guess the success went to his head. That's too bad. He'd come in just in time for us to go on and as soon as our number was finished, he'd disappear again. Well, Lisa, perhaps he's learned his lesson and his mistake by now. He can't have forgotten any more than you have. Perhaps now he'd like to straighten things out. Oh, you think that's the reason why why I've said some of the things I have? Because of Lance. Is there another reason, then? Yes, there is. But it's very difficult to talk about. In a way, it, it's all connected with Lance. After he left me, I couldn't stay in San Francisco. Everything reminded me of... I wanted to get away. I had a friend who was living near the ocean in Southern California. I went there. I tried to forget Lance. Forget the past. It's not easy to cut away part of one's life. I tried so hard, but it kept coming back to me. I thought my... I thought this friend would be able to help me. I thought I had an answer. But then I began to realize that that wouldn't work either. I knew I was still alone. You mustn't fear loneliness, my dear. Everyone's alone, in a sense. And yet, no one ever need be alone. I suppose you're right. But the strong people don't mind. They're not afraid of the blackness. Oh, and Mary, I deserve to be unhappy. It's a punishment for the mistake I've made. Punishment? I see why you might blame yourself, but perhaps you're exaggerating. Perhaps it isn't as bad as you think. I wish I could believe that we're all victims of circumstances. That we have no control over what happens to us. But I can't. No, dear. I believe we're not victims of anything. Unless it's our own decision. Being human, sometimes we choose the wrong thing. It's true. Well, that's what I did. I chose the wrong thing. And now I'm paying for it. I've always felt there was a way to rectify a wrong deed or a wrong choice, Lisa. It may take a great deal of courage and self-sacrifice. But to punish yourself by mental torture, to imagine that the world is against you... How can you help thinking the world's against you when everything goes wrong? Have you ever asked yourself, is the world against me or am I against the world? I don't know what you mean. Well, don't you see? When you want to give up, stop crying... You're working against life. You're not giving it a chance. Oh, but I have. For so long, I've kept on hoping that everything would turn out all right. And for a while, it seemed as if it might. I didn't expect to have everything just the way I wanted it either. I was willing to compromise, to sacrifice one thing in order to have another. But you see, I... I sacrificed the wrong thing. Can't you tell me what it was? The thing you gave up? Oh, I want to. Believe me, I do, Aunt Mary. But it would just make things worse. No, it's hopeless. No use. That's why I wish your son hadn't been there today. By this time, nothing would have mattered. You know, when we first began talking today, you said that. 
I felt then it was wrong. But now, since you've told me a little about yourself, I'm positive you're mistaken. But I can't see how. Lisa, I can see that you were young and attractive. That was a good enough reason alone. But now you've told me about Lance. The love you once had for each other. Oh, but that's all over. Oh, it can't be over. Because you don't want it to be in your heart. And if it's still alive for you, it's not over. Whether it is or not, won't change it. Well, it could. If you wanted it to enough. No, no, it's too late. I thought there was some hope, too, when I came here to Wakefield. There was something I wanted more than anything in the world. I thought I had a right to claim it. But it didn't work. Do you know why? Oh, I suppose because things never do happen like that. We don't get a chance to retrieve something from the past to make up for our mistakes. And with someone like Kit, it... Kit. Kit, me? Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, Aunt Mary, please forget what I said. Please. Kit, me. Are you sure, dear, you don't want to tell me about Kit? Lisa Fenner only turned her face to the wall, closed her eyes. Aunt Mary was puzzled, worried. The girl's inadvertent mention of Kit Mead's name, her regret that she'd let the name slip. What could it mean? The answer to that question, Aunt Mary, would shock you. For the answer is that Lisa Fenner is the mother of the baby boy Kit pretends is her own. A child to which Kit has convinced Lisa she must relinquish all claim. Yes, that's the answer. Will Lisa give it? <laughs>